Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Ariel's podcast. How's it going, guys? So wonderful to have you with me. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the show notes today. If you are interested, currently I am teaching Roll It Out, which is a live virtual body rolling class we have recently been doing at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Sunday evenings. And you can also go ahead and do the recording anytime you want. Go ahead and sign up in the show notes. It is the answer to how you're going to get all this rolling done in your busy week. We are on the ground together for a full 60 minutes and I really focus on our aerialist problems. So check that out. Also on my website, if you're interested in aerial rehab right now, it's waitlisted, but go ahead and sign up there and a bunch of other resources, my free mini course, and then the comprehensive beginning to intermediate full silks course. All right. Today, we have Bailey Alexandra Head. She's the mom of two beautiful kids, and she has the beautiful photo on the Ariel Mamas page. She's in a ballet, and she just keeps on adding babies to the picture. It's gorgeous. And um, she's a ballet teacher. She's an aerialist from the Tulsa area. We talk a little bit about the aerial scene out there and how it's grown. Um how to juggle sleeping with having that second kid in the mix, which I'm just bewildered by completely. And we kind of dive into a healthier way to guide young ballet dancers to have a healthier perspective on themselves, their bodies, etc. So we have a really um, interesting conversation and excited to hear you guys Excited for you guys to meet Bailey. Let's get started. It was my two-year-old's birthday yesterday, so we got a lot of rest last night, so I'm feeling good. Okay. Uh, Are you being sarcastic? No, we actually did. He had a really full day, so he, like, conked out at about 11, and he slept until, like, 10, so we we got a lot of rest. So no, I'm not being sarcastic. We feel good. And both you and your husband um, are at home. You work remotely, all that stuff. So I just had uh, my second baby. He is four months old and I teach dance. I'm an aerialist and a dancer. Okay. So I dance and I am taking the year off to be with uh, babes at home. Okay. But- I will go back to teaching and I am just dancing and doing aerial for myself at the moment. My husband has an IT company and he does work remotely from home, um, but he can sometimes have to go out on calls and work with clients, but most of the time. That sounds like kind of lovely. It is. It's really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So Bailey, I, I'm always on the aerial mama's Facebook group, like looking around and you're the one with all these great photos of you in this ballet, just Thank adding you. a kid, adding yeah, a kid. Yeah, yeah. So if you'll just uh, introduce yourself, um, talk about your family, where mm-hmm. you guys live. I don't know where in the world you live. Yeah. Just give us a, a little introduction. 
Okay. Um, hello, I am Bailey. My husband is Kent and we have two beautiful boys, Levi and Lakin. Um, Lakin, let me, let me say that people get it mixed up with Lincoln. It's Lakin. Um, and he is four months old and I have a two-year-old. Um, and I have been doing aerial for about four years now. Um, and I've been a dancer for, I goodness, 23 years. So um, it's in my blood to be an artist. Uh, we live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is really up and coming for Ariel. I feel like uh, oh, that's great. It, it is. I know little studios are popping up everywhere, um, and it makes me happy because I know that eventually, like say in five to ten years, we're going to be like a really good central place to come in and learn how to do Ariel, which is exciting because I feel like it's more of the larger cities, you know, um, some places like Texas or California that really have these options to expand when it comes to fitness or art. And to know that it's coming here in Oklahoma is it's uh, nice because it's here locally. Um, yeah. Oklahoma is very, uh, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to, Oklahoma is very farmland. You know, it's, it's, we have Tulsa and we have Oklahoma city. And the Oklahoma City is much more um, expanded than Tulsa is. So they kind of get things first and then it trickles over to Tulsa. So luckily that's starting to come up and in our smaller towns, we're noticing a lot of development and growth. So that's, that's fun. So Bailey, are you uh, born and raised there? I am. Yes. Yes. I've lived here my whole life. Um, aside from a small portion in my childhood when I moved to Texas for parents' work, but been here for the majority. Um, so I'm an Oklahoma girl. Okay, so how did you how did you get started in Ariel? Was there, I mean, four years ago, was there already a a budding community? I would not say so. No. Um, okay. I I know of. Gosh, I want to say there were two studios in Tulsa when I started. And there's probably three or four now. Okay, um, so wow. Okay. I, would, I wouldn't say that it's like, bam, bam, bam. You know, it's not exploding quite yet, but it is growing. Um, and the two studios that were open when I was um, starting out was a smaller one, a little bit of smaller one, and a little bit of bigger one. And the bigger one was Jinx Acro Tribe, which is now Tribe Circus Arts. Um, and she, her name, who uh, the owner of that company is Jillian Edwards. And she actually won an award recently this last year for, um, gosh, I don't want to say this wrong, but it was like, uh, she, she runs her business by herself and she's a woman. It had to do with being a woman and running a really successful business and, <laughs> and, and uh, she won that award. I don't want to say it wrong, so I'm not going to say it wrong. Oh, that's amazing. But yeah, we were really proud of her. She She's done amazing. Her business has... Now, when it comes to her business alone, it has exploded and gone boom um, because she's got classes stocked, I mean, all day long, every day of the week. And she offers Lyra, pole, um, assisted pole, sling, aerial silks. I mean, anything you could imagine in the circus family, she offers it. And that is like your go-to studio here in Tulsa. And that's where I um, recommend to go 
anyone to go to in Tulsa is to Tribe Circus Arts. So I'm very thankful that I found her when I did. Yeah. You know, it always makes me wonder when a studio is trying to expand in a, in a market like you guys have, uh-huh. how they build up enough staff out of nowhere. Yes. How, how does that work? Because she, I mean, I'm assuming she teaches a lot of the classes herself. Yeah, she does. Um, okay. She, she does teach a lot of classes herself, but also within these last years, she's gained, you know, the clientele and the teachers. A few of them had already been in the aerial business, so they were already certified. They've already been teaching in other places. They've been taking for many years by themselves, you know, and they come to her. So they're already kind of ready to go. But I do know that there are people that come to her and then they find that fire and that passion. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I want to do this for myself or I want to do this to teach other people. And she sets up workshops where uh, teachers come in and they can get certified in Lyra or in silks or in sling. Um, and she offers that to, to her students or to her, her community. She, she is constantly, um, Jillian is constantly giving you opportunities to grow as an artist yourself. And that's really nice because you don't see that other places. And is that where you teach Bailey? I do not teach there. I teach at a dance studio in Bixby. So okay, I was, I, I teach, I, my focus is I do aerial for myself. Um, because it is so, it is just freeing for me. I love it. It, it's a different feeling than dance, but I'm rooted in ballet. I'm a ballet dancer. Okay. So, um, I teach ballet to little girls and adults, uh, but I have actually incorporated sling into the studio where I teach. So that's nice because, um, we're giving these girls a little opportunity to step out of their very, you know, direct ballet this is how you do it da, 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 to be a little more free um and to play with play with a different type of art you know they they're on the ground you know now I'm like let's right. get in the air and let's incorporate some of your dance that you've learned for years on the ground and put it in the air and that's really fun to see them kind of transition from the like box that they've been in for so long into, wow, I didn't realize I could take the skills I've learned and put them into a different art form and have fun, you know? (laughs) So yeah, I I love, I love that aspect of it is because um, people want to do this. They see it and it's fun and they want to do it. And people are like, bring it to me, bring it to my studio. I know that we have um, Levitate Bungee Fitness is new in Tulsa. We only have one studio where they offer bungee fitness. I don't know if you know what that is. They just kind of hook you up into bungee cables and you yeah, you exercise right there. Well, and bungee is super hard when it comes to the abs. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burpees and bungees. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So I know that I took a class there about two weeks ago and I was telling her about aerial and dance and whatnot. And she was like, are you serious? I want that here. And I was talking to her about slings and getting certified with that and, and having a teacher there. So she's wanting to bring Ariel into her studio now. So that's another studio that could possibly be offering some type of aerial apparatus art, you know, and I mean, we're just, we're just going to grow and pop up here and there until everybody's doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. (laughs) I love this. And you have, you have a two-year-old and you have a four-month-old. So yes. four-month, four-month. I always have to stop myself if I'm saying that right. So how are you guys, like, how are you guys sleeping? Because it's it's right after that fourth trimester. And I know for me, it was really rough. Yeah. Um, 
So I, my breast, I don't know if you want to even talk about this, but my breast milk supply is like way better this time around than it was with my first kid. Okay. This is great, right? Yes. Good news. Very good news. Okay. Um, So he, he's feeding really well. So he has about a five hour stretch at night. I I'll do a dream feed at like 10 or 11 and then he'll sleep until five or 6 AM. We'll kind of wake up. I will either choose to get up at that time and start my day or I will maybe lay down with him again until the next feed and get up. So I'm usually up by 8 a.m. and then starting my day. Um, my, my husband, he sleeps, he sleeps through the night just fine. <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> I know, I know. He was, it was, it's funny, it's a second kid thing because with our first kid, he was like up and on it and just ready to go. Sure. But with this one, he's kind of just like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, babe. You keep sleeping. (laughs) uh, Yeah. I mean, my man too, he has a, like a, like a job job and he has to, you know, be up and alert for eight hours once he gets up. So I, I get it, but it also feels like I'm dying over here slightly, but I need your help, man. Come on. Yeah. Um, so, and how does that, okay. I have just one and I plan for that to be the case. (laughs) So now that you have the two, what is the, what is the sleep? Is there a sleep juggling thing or is the, is the two-year-old sleeping through the night enough that you don't have to worry? So our two-year-old is awesome about sleep. He will go to sleep at like eight to 9 PM and stay asleep through the night. The only thing is, is that we have him sleeping with us. Right. Okay. Sleep in his own bed. And that is something we've got to start working on. And I don't really quite know how we've kind of implemented it a little bit. He's, he's been comfortable, but then, you know, he'll wake up at four in the morning crying for mommy and we're like, okay, just get him in the bed before he wakes up the baby. Yeah. Bailey, so, but, uh, don't, you don't have to preach. You're preaching the choir because we have the same, it's the same over here in this house. Yeah. It, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, I don't know. We, part of it is too, it's hard to let go because they're so little right now and you want to hold on to them. And you want to let them sleep in your bed. But also when you get that foot in the mouth in the middle of the night, you're like, okay, I've had enough, (laughs) you know, so it's a push and pull, but we are trying to transition him to his bed. As for sleeping goes, he's a really good sleeper during the day. I would say is when it's the most difficult nap times, um, getting them to nap at the same time is like, maybe that happens once a week. Uh Uh-huh. The other times it's hard because one sleeping, the other one's awake. I try to separate them as much as I can, but you know, if the two-year-old's screaming downstairs, right? baby is most likely going to wake up and then he's upset. But then the two-year-old, it's time for him to nap, but now he's woken up the baby. So I've got to go tend to the baby. You know? Right. So it becomes a, a really drawn out, like dramatic like thing um, that could, that, that can take hours. So sometimes the sleep during the day is pretty awful, but Nighttime, we're doing great. Oh, I don't need like, well, my mom did it because mm-hmm. I'm only 18 months apart from my sister. Yeah, that's about the same. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we had like my brother, my brother, when I was sick, like, I don't even understand how people do this multiple kid thing. My mother-in-law, my partner's family, there's seven of them. That's a lot. <laughs> There's seven. And That's then 
He is only one year away from his brother. Yeah. 12 months. They have the same. They have the same birthday. (laughs) They have the same actual birthday. That's crazy. I look at my mother-in-law and I'm like, how in the hell? Yeah. I don't understand. No, there's no way because I I'm right now. I'm like, I, I feel like I'm doing everything I can to just be a good mom, stay afloat, continue to be a good wife, take care of our house, take care of our kids, take care of myself. There's no way I could add on a third child or I mean, four more. Oh my gosh. No way. I mean, um, yeah. So I, I, I have so much respect for those moms because I just don't understand. Um, and whether they're working or not, like my mother-in-law was a teacher. Mm-hmm. She's still a teacher. She's still a teacher. I, I just, I just don't get it. So I give it to you guys. I also have a friend who just had, she has a toddler, my daughter's age. And then ah, twins yeah. on the second one. No way. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is like, I mean, it's a blessing, but like, I think that would be my particular personal nightmare. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Sure. So, um, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. But okay. So you have two boys. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, um, not at all what I was expecting. No, why not? <laughs> I just thought I was going to be a girl mom. I really did. I thought I was going to be a girl mom. I mean, that's just what I had put into the universe since I was young. I was like, I'm going to have girls. And then here I am popping out these boys and I'm like, I guess I'm a boy mom, but you know what? I love it. I really do. I've got mama's boys and it's the best kind of love I've ever experienced. And I don't know what it's like to have a girl, but I do hear that girls are a lot more sassy, a lot more dramatic, (laughs) a lot more, you know, over the top. So, but boys are much more rough and right. They're rambunctious. Yes. Yeah. Um, liking to jump into things and jump all over the place. My yeah. being likes to jump too, but she's, I, I have to say that the boy version of her would probably be more. I would, yeah. I, I would, I would imagine. Um, so how's, how's your body feel four months out? Well, I try, I try not to compare myself to my postpartum body with my first, because it's different each time. I definitely don't feel like, I'm losing or getting in shape as quickly as I was last time. However, there are differences. I, like I said, I, my, I'm breastfeeding way better this time. And I know that that has to do with, you know, weight loss and how much you're eating and caloric intake and that kind of thing. So I, like I said, I try not to compare um, versions of myself to other versions of myself. So where I am now I wish that I was getting in shape quicker, but I know that I'm doing really good for my baby. So I'm trying Mm. not to be too hard on myself. What I'm focusing on is trying to do something active every day in either of my art forms, whatever that may be, whether that's getting in the hammock or the sling for an hour or standing at the bar and doing exercises for an hour, whatever that is, I'm trying to do that um, at least once a day. That way I know that I'm making some sort of progress and I can look back and say I was doing something. But I also remember that it took about nine months to get back to my full fit, feeling good, confident self with my first pregnancy. So I'm giving myself a lot of grace because I've got like five more months until that time period, you know, and and it still may not even be that. It may be seven months or eight months this time. 
but I I'm trying to be kinder to my body this time around. I'm trying to make sure that I'm, I'm staying um, in some sort of exercise daily. And I'm also try- we have to eat about 500 extra calories. Yeah. Breastfeed, so yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find ways to get that in the diet without just being like eating potato chips all day, you know, because that's not fun, but it, it's, it's interesting. Um, I yeah, it's hard to get the right nutrition. Even yes. even today, you know, I was like looking on my Instagram story, not stories, um, reels. And like, you know, when you you watch cooking on there, you mm-hmm. just end up getting more. Oh, and yeah. There's all these amazing recipes with like good fats and like oh, yeah. avocados and chickpeas and peanut butter and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah, that would be great. Is something made for sure. <laughs> See, I feel that. I feel yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my God, I would love to eat that chaya pudding with all the antioxidant berries yes. on the top. But like, uh, I haven't made it. Is there it. a drive through for that? Cause <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, and I don't think there is like, you know, no. they've got these bowls with like sweet potatoes and like, I'm like, oh my God, that would be such a good idea. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the problem because it's mm-hmm. like you get to the, grocery store and you know all those recipes I don't remember when I'm there oh yeah you think you do because you're like okay I'm gonna add this and I'm gonna okay I got it all down and then you get to the store and you're like what the heck was in that and what was in it and what am I buying and I leave with the same things I always have so yeah that's what happens and that's one of my daily struggles even just like getting nutrition for myself yeah um it's so hard to take care of yourself when you're like trying to support another life (laughs) Feel, did you have a C-section or a vaginal delivery on this one? Nope. I was uh, vaginal for both. Okay. Um, and I actually have noticed a lot more pain this time oh, around. Really? Yes. In I don't no know way. what that's about. Maybe it's because I had them so close together. Um, and my body was just uh, wasn't quite ready. For, to, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. But I'm definitely having a lot more hip and back pain. The sciatic ah. nerve is on fire. Oh and no! I, I don't know if I can. Oh, I don't know no. what to do to get that to stop. Like, do I need to go to a chiropractor? What do I need to do? But it is terrible. Like, just terrible. Um, uh, stretching I find helps, but right doesn't cure it. Right. I mean, sciatica is so tricky because it can be caused by many things and not unlike other things where you're mm-hmm. like, okay, it could be one, two or three sciatica is just like piriformis syndrome yeah. or your SI joint is out of alignment mm-hmm. or your hamstrings are just too tight at the insertion point is so many things. And so therefore you're like to diagnose it, you're like going down rabbit holes. And yes. if the, if the right if the practitioner doesn't know what they're doing or they are not specific. Yeah. It's hard. Yes. And the pain is debilitating sometimes. I mean, you stand up and that, if that nerve is pinched, you're going to go down. Like, (laughs) you know, that leg will just give out on you if it's that bad. And sometimes it is. And have you ever experienced sciatica before this pregnant, this postpartum? uh, It was small, slight, like from 20 weeks to 40 weeks with my first pregnancy, I was feeling it. And then once I had the baby, it went away. The second pregnancy, it has lasted throughout the pregnancy and (gasps) into postpartum. No. Yes. So I don't know. Like I said, I think it's just really loose. Something's in there that needs to be readjusted. 
I don't know what it is, but it is awful and I cannot wait to figure it out because <laughs> sometimes it is debilitating. And are you, are you hypermobile? I am. Yes. Um, oh, how did I guess you, you put, you put ballerina and Ariel together and yeah, it's a good that chance. Is, that is the one thing that people in the Ariel uh, classes, whenever I'll go in there, they'll be like, Oh my gosh, look at that splits. You're so flexible. And you know, it really is fun to be flexible. It's pretty to be flexible, but there's a, but, Oh, but there's a, but exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you have to be strong. You have to have the strength to back that up either Otherwise, you are hurting yourself. Um, if you are not equally as strong as you are flexible, you are overextending. You're stretching your muscles past their limit. You are hurting yourself. Um, and I think it's important that people know that because even though being flexible is cool, it looks cool, it's fun, you don't want to hurt yourself. And you can do that easily in the air in aerial, especially in, say, a, a, a double footlock split where the gravity is just weighing on you. If you're not strong and you're not, you know, pulling up in those hamstrings and in, in your buttocks, then you're like hurting your hips. So- I love how you just said buttocks. <laughs> 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 I love it. No, I have a, I have clients who are hypermobile and at the beginning I used to be like, ah, it looks so yeah. great. And now I just, they are just pulling things and straining things constantly. And I feel so bad for them. Like one in particular, she's just like, all it takes is a a little moment and she's injured for another couple of weeks. Absolutely. And it is frustrating. Yeah. Because you want them to be healthy and you want them to train the right way and in the, in the safe way. But if they're not, they're hurting themselves and, you know, and you don't want to feel responsible for that. And you're not responsible for that as, you know, you're giving them the information and they're not picking that up. So it's like, come on, you guys. So. Yeah. Or, or it's just beyond them in that moment to do all the things. Very true. Yeah. Um, Bailey, I wanted to go back to your, the, the talk about the way you see your body, because I don't know a lot of ballerinas who don't struggle in their minds because it's just too long of a, of a of a right period ahead. in your life where like there's a certain mindset. Yes. Yeah. And when you start out as young as I did, I mean, that almost is like a scar you carry with you. Even if you heal from it and you know yeah. how to move on, you will carry that the rest of your life. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Is there, Bailey, is there a, is there a way you're a ballet teacher? Is there a way to, take that element kind of out of it for ballet dancers coming up today? 110% there is. Okay. Please talk about that. I would love to know your, your approach. Oh yes. It is all in how you handle this child. Okay. It starts young, you know, and we, we can get into like teenagers and adults and healing that wound after the fact, but let's talk about the fact, you know, where it starts. And those are your babies. Those are your like three and four year olds, your six and seven year olds even. Okay. It is all in the way you talk to those children as soon as they enter the room. And as soon as they leave the room, you have to encourage them and support them, not belittle and criticize them. Um, And I think there is a very direct line actually uh, where that was the way it was 
done. I mean, just for years, it was criticism and, and anger and, you know, hitting you with rulers and, you know, yelling. So that was the way I feel like a lot of, and I'm specifically talking about ballet. Um, that is the way they drilled into you the discipline and you have to, the perfection, that word, the perfection, it has to be perfect. Okay. Where as nowadays, when I'm teaching little girls, yes, ballet is very meticulous. Ballet is very direct and concise. And you do have to be in this, you know, this placement at this time, but there is beauty in imperfection. I make sure to tell my girls that all the time. There is beauty in the process. You are not going to learn this and be one magnificent at it at the end of this class. It is going to take time and practice. And I want you girls to do this when you go home. I want you to practice when you go home so you can come back and you can feel confident in what you're doing and know what you're doing. I have them look in the mirror and I have them look at themselves and say, say that you're beautiful. And I want you guys to be proud of yourself for the work that you put in today. I always take time like to, to pour back into them and to let them know how proud I am of them, how good they've done today, how much hard work they've done today. And the girls that maybe didn't feel that well, or were a little quieter in class, I, I make sure that I point out something great that they did that day. So they feel included, even if they don't feel as confident, you know, it's, it's all in how you talk to these kids. I'm telling you, it is all in how you talk to these kids because these kids are either going to want to come back and take your class, whether they are going to be the next professional ballerina or not, or they're going to not come back because they don't feel comfortable exploring and movement. I mean, and that's really what it is at, at a young age. We're exploring movement, you know, and they they need to feel comfortable because it can be extremely uncomfortable to move your bodies in ways that you've never done before. You know, and, and ballet is is very different. It is very different than modern or jazz or contemporary. I mean, so you have to be careful, too. I mean, just like with any art, with aerial, you have to be careful with placement. And um, so you don't hurt young dancers' bodies. And But you have to instill in them that their body is beautiful no matter what level it is. If their turnout is not completely 90 degrees, that's fine because really it shouldn't be not until they're an adult and they've been taking ballet for years. Right. You know, and so it's it's all in the way you talk to the kids. I will preach that forever. Instill love in those children, instill confidence in those children, instill that you're proud of them no matter what they're going through, no matter what. They did that day. You're proud of them for showing up and doing their best and trying. That is what's important. Where I'm teaching, you're not you're not being graded. You're you're there to have fun and to love yourself and to to dance. And that's just that's where I think it should be. I think it should come from love. Bailey, I feel like every listener is going to be like, Bailey, can you be my ballet teacher? <laughs> mm. Yeah, or else the other option not. You're saying they're not going to come back if they're not getting that. The other option is to, you know, subconsciously create a structure of approval with your teacher. Yes. Subconsciously create a a, a relation to being criticized and loved. Yes. 
Yeah, that needing to be valued, that needing for. Yeah, which happens to so many. Happened to me. Happened to me. You know, like it's so, you know, especially being, I mean, I'm not, as I grew up, I realized that being from a Chinese family did not mean I was the only one who experienced. Yeah. um, Love equals, you know, criticism. Love equals not approval. Blah, blah, blah. I think this happens in many, many families. Yeah. Uh, many, many studios. And um, no, that's really hard. And so I feel like it must, this, this uh, approach you have must, must serve you well in your postpartum period because, you know, it just sounds like you have, a, you have a different outlook on it and that's why you're able to find yourself now. Yeah. Would that be a good assessment? Yes. No, absolutely. I completely take every, I try to take, you know, take your own advice. I try to carry over how I approach that situation and apply it to myself for sure. You want Cheetos? Oh, listen, listen, they're in my bag. Go get them. They're on the floor. They're in my backpack over there. Okay. (laughs) You grab them. (laughs) <laughs> You're hearing this right now? Bean, go get it. Go get it. You get it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, Bailey, I are you running? You know, hold on. I, I would love to get like a couple more minutes out of you. Do you have that? Like 10 more um, minutes? I do have a few. I My family is back. So just a few. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it's a good uh, maybe it's a good time to to wrap this conversation up because she is saying mommy mommy a thousand the, times. I don't want the conversation. You don't want the conversation. She's been saying that recently because she I said you don't on. want the conversation. Yeah, she said I don't want, I don't want the conversation anymore. You're like, "Okay." Yeah, so Bailey, it was so good to have you. Maybe we'll bring you on again next time to talk about other things, but I I think that was uh I I think that we that given given our lives, that was a really good win. No, I think so too. I think we did good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking. Yeah, I I loved I loved hearing this aspect of it. I didn't realize you're a ballet dancer. I love it. Um All right, thank you so much for Bailey for carving out the time. Like it was just like a miracle that we got like a half an hour together. So, thank you so much for that. Um and thanks for sharing all of your wisdom in the about teaching ballet to young girls. I think that can uh, be helpful for a lot of people in this community. And listeners, if you're interested in Roll It Out, which is the live virtual class. So basically, I get to see you and interact with you um, over Zoom. And it's really, really cool to just chat with some of you guys out there who, you know, I might not necessarily ever meet because you're on the other side of the world. So if you're interested in that, go to the show notes. Also, Aerial Rehab, which is meant to be the bridge between PT and aerial class. If you've had a baby, if you've gone through surgery, an injury, and you're trying to bridge that gap between, you know, the squats that you do and, you know, and a double star, it's a, it's a great ground to air progression. Bean really wants to go take a nap, but we're going to try to, we're going to try to get through this. We're almost there, Bean. Um, So check that out. I've also got my mini course and the full course on there. 
Thanks to Asa Watkins, sound engineer. Baby daddy, say papa. And if you just want to hear the sound of my voice, check out Greener Grass. It's about ordinary people living extraordinary lives. Hmm? Honor us with a five-star rating and a review. Let's do some tacos. Let's do some tacos. Okay, I just have to finish this, you guys. Honors with the five-star rating and a review anywhere you get your podcasts. I am now in the Digit Podcast Network. So happy to be in this group. All right, guys. Over and out. Me and the Bean are done. We're done. We're done. All right, guys. Have an amazing week. I'll see you guys next time. This is the Expecting Aerialist.